1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the
2: inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
1: The magic of the FA Cup, the third round in particular, non-league minnows against superstar Premier League sides. It's David V. Goliath, and tomorrow at Rosette Park, Northern Premier League Marine, welcome Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. Virtual tickets, clever sponsorship initiatives, And a side that have pitted their wits to already battle through as underdogs to take on the side who, when the draw was made, were top of the Premier League table. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along as we have a special podcast for you here, looking ahead to the biggest game in Marines history as Tottenham Hotspur do come to town. Alongside me, the Echoes non-league expert, Sam Carroll. We've got the Marine manager, Neil Young, to come later on in the podcast. But before that, Sam, how do you sort of sum up this occasion and I suppose the memories that will be created already on this cup run for Marine, but this game against Tottenham that is just hours away now. Well, honestly, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. I, I always say to people that
0: when I, uh, my first kind of role at the Echo was, was part-time covering uh, the non-league, the girl who'd done it before me, Emma Sanders, she, she moved to the BBC. Uh, I, it was only one, one day a week. You know, you'd ring the non-league managers and, and build the contacts. And this is obviously the, the biggest story to to happen. And, and I think you know, when I first started covering non-league, I you know I knew Everton as, as a massive Evertonian myself. You know, you know about Liverpool and Tramier. You know, just from watching a lot of football. But I, ne- I never understood what went into non-league. I never understood anything about volunteers and committees and finances and and how hard managers work and, you know, getting a team together and what it takes to be successful. And also how, if you are successful, you can very quickly move through the leagues. You know, we're seeing it again now with teams close to home like Warrington-Rylands and Lower Brecht. You know, if you've got the right management, the right players, you can move up through the leagues very quickly. And, you know, Marine, what a what a legacy they've already got in local local football. You know, they have a lovely ground. Um on College Road, which which I can't wait to get back to on Sunday. I, I, and now, with no fans being there, I know that I'm very lucky to go to that game. I'm very appreciative of that chance. But I just love everything about the story. You know, there's, there's a lot kind of being thingied about this Tottenham game. But a lot of people won't know. Marina won seven games to get here. They went to Colchester United in League 2, you know, Tier 4, Marina Tier 8. And they beat them on penalties away from home. Then they beat Havens and Waterlooville, you know, another two tiers above them. Uh, last minute of extra time on College Road um, last month, and and then they draw the then Premier League leaders. So everything about it has just been great. You know, they nearly went out in the extra preliminary stages um, at the very beginning of the FA Cup all the way back in the summer. So for me, it's 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 fairy tale stuff. It's it's magical stuff, and and you know, listening to Neil Young. Uh, like himself, you know, got a long history of, you know, working for Mersey Rail here in the city. All the lads who've got, you know, full-time jobs. What what a chance it is for them to go out there and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, cause the biggest shock in FA Cup and potentially sport history.
1: Yeah, we're going to hear from Neil very shortly indeed. But just one last one for you, Sam, before we do. Just in terms of what it means for the collective of non-league. I remember we did a podcast when the non-league season was null and void back in the springtime, and there was obviously a lot of anger and a lot of emotion in that. But I suppose, you said before, it's like magical, it's a fairy tale. I suppose the year in which we've all been through, through 2020, to get this tie to start 2021 is sort of just the shot in the arm that non-league needs and what you can believe in if you do sort of keep going and the opportunities do fall your way as they have for Marine? Yeah. For Marine, you know, look, the, the virtual ticket scheme they've
0: done after the government confirmed fans won't be able to go, I think 5,000 tickets sold, uh, you know, and that's not just Marine supporters, that's Everton fans, Liverpool fans, Trammy fans and Spurs fans and just football fans in general. That, for me, is amazing. That shows the power of football. We've had Jamie Callagher come in and sponsor uh, the dugouts and the training where we've had Budweiser come in and put a, a Budweiser fridge in the changing room and sponsor some more things. We've had JD Sports sponsoring the sleeves of the, of the kit. All, all this stuff is great. Uh, and, and, Marie, you would like to think, you know, that the, the television money, uh, the competition money from winning each round is, is now easily into the hundreds of thousands, you know, a, a six-figure sum. Uh, for, so for a club in the eighth tier in, in COVID times, that that is a life changing amount of of money. I, I would say for the next couple of seasons certainly, um, but it also does kind of remind us of the responsibilities that we have as a football and community on a wider scale. I think you know this is great for Marine, but this is only Marine. And, and look, I'm not. You know, Dave worked so hard to get to this, uh, and and it is truly fantastic. But you know, if, if anyone is listening who who has a kind of interest in non-league, if you can over the next few months, you know, if the season goes ahead, obviously, uh, because that's a, another hurdle to, to get past. But if you can get down, support anyone else, you know, locally, you know, whether you're listening to this in Liverpool or, or wherever you kind of come from, if there's a local team in the lower leagues, in the non-leagues, you know, get down, buy a ticket, buy a programme, buy a pint and, and try and support them as best you can, just as Marine fans were going to do in the thousands you know, if this game would have been played with fans. So I think, you know, amazing, you know, uh, as I say on on this podcast, there was people crying in the stands after Marine beat to Waterlooville in the second round because they knew what a big moment that was for the club. And, and you know, it gets you as well. You know, I, I was biting my lip a little bit. It was an emotional moment to be at the ground that night. Um, so, you know, that just shows you the power of football, the power of the FA Cup and how much people at that club deserve this moment on Sunday. So that's what I'm mostly looking forward to, to, you know, hopefully those people at the club can get in, can watch the game. Hopefully, you know, all Marine fans can have, you know, in the, in the families or the bubbles, whoever you're with, you know, a little party, get some food and some drinks in, have a good night, enjoy the moment. And let's hope the Liverpool non-league scene as a whole com- comes out the other side of coronavirus, because Marine and every single club in Liverpool, you know, in the Greater Liverpool area are superb clubs with superb people and hard work and volunteers and, and they all deserve to, to keep fighting to keep fighting and to keep trying to move up those leagues and, and continue the kind of proud heritage we have as scouts for, for, for footy and for the, for the non-league scene as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's hear from the man who has made Marine dream then. Neil Young speaking on battling coronavirus to even get through to the third round, the David V. Goliath journey. They've already been on the prospect, of course, of facing Jose Mourinho and a uh, word of knowledge that he picked up from a former Liverpool boss along the way. Here he is speaking with myself and Sam, beginning by talking about the mood in the camp ahead of the big game.
2: Obviously, we've had some, you know, we've been on a cup, cup journey, if you like, with the FA Cup and, you know, with Chester and Colchester and Havant. Um, so, in terms of preparation, it's much the same. We haven't had many games in between them games, yeah. Uh, with, you know, with 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 the COVID restrictions, we haven't played obviously now since since Boxing Day. But everyone's looking forward to it. Obviously, from a personal perspective, the, you know, the media attention and the interviews, etc., have gone through the roof, as you would expect, but. You know, we've got to embrace that. It's up in the profile of the football club. But in terms of the players and our preparation, it's been a little bit, you know, um, skewed away from normal because of obviously we've got two COVID tests. We've had one lot already. We've got another lot this evening. Um, and just trying to find anywhere to train is another problem because obviously <laughs> our pitch is covered. And like, you know, most leisure centres have been closed due to the national lockdown. Um, we did have another another pitch to go to but that's been that's frozen solid so um we're just working on a few things at the moment so yeah it's um a real david and goliath story even more so with with the training issues
1: Yeah, Neil, that that sort of alludes on to what I was going to ask you about. This season, obviously, we sort of know when it gets to FA Cup time, we always hear about sort of the part-timers playing against the pros. But with COVID and all of the regulations and restrictions, how sort of more difficult have all of the preparations been for this? Because you guys are all part-time holding down full-time jobs as well as playing football. It must have been a logistical nightmare for you guys. It is a
2: logistical nightmare. To be fair to, to be fair to our lads, you know we've we've hammered them um, with information. You know we've been on them all the time about responsibilities, and, and you know sometimes it's not your responsibilities. You have to rely on others. But what we've said collectively as a group is that you know we've also got to look after ourselves, but we've also got to look after each other and each other's families. Um, so that's what we try to do. Uh, you know over the whole part of, of COVID. You know because in the earlier rounds of this competition, if you remember. If you had a positive if you had positive COVID cases, then you basically had to forfeit your forfeit your place in the round. So we've been working to that ever since Chester really, in terms of how, how important it is. Um these COVID tests take on a different challenge because as you know from a non league perspective, we don't carry a lot of numbers squad wise, nineteen, twenty players in the main. You know, if you look at Derby County, you're potentially, you know, gonna have to pull out their whole twenty uh, threes and eighteens. We don't have that luxury. So, you know, if, if we were to have a COVID cases, etcetera, you know, it that then results come back after the FA Cup deadline. So, you know, that's that's my biggest nervous moment at the moment is in terms of preparation is making sure that we get all our lads to do the COVID um tests and we have a full full team
0: full squad to pick from come Saturday morning. You you talk about managers wrapping the players in, in Cornwall, but I imagine at the moment you're just saying, apart from coming to training, just, just don't leave the house and make sure that you you you, you keep retaining those negative tests.
2: Well, it just goes back to what you just said, isn't it? You know, obviously the likes of Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur and, and, and other clubs there and Bubbles in the main, where our lads have got to go to work and in different environments. Yeah. As I said earlier, they could do everything they could, but there might be somebody else who's been irresponsible or even asymptomatic. You know, doesn't have to be irresponsible. Could be asymptomatic, don't know, they have it and and pass it on that way. So we've got a much larger chance of of getting it. But as I said earlier, you know, so far, um, you know, I'm keeping everything crossed. Our lads have been, you know, superb with it and, and hope, hopefully that'll continue into into tonight's testing and tomorrow's results or Saturday morning probably's results.
0: What what are some of the some of the, the jobs that the lads have near? Is is it a lot of lads working from home at the moment or is the lads out on, you know, construction sites and stuff like that, or is it a, a, a pretty broad mix? I think it's a broad mix. I don't
2: know what they all do. Obviously we've got some lads who work on the NHS, or Danny who works in the NHS, we've got refuse collector, we've got teachers. Um, We've got coaches, you know. We, you know, we've got a variety of of jobs like you would expect in in most dressing rooms. I'm not sure about their their own commitments in terms of working from home. I'm working from home, and that's that's what I'm doing. But you know, um, there's, there's a number of them I definitely know aren't working from home and can't work from home. So yeah, that that that's always there. But you know, it's, it's a case of you know we, we we deal with what we can when when it comes. And and
0: you've you've worked on on the trains for. For, a, lot, for a, a decent amount of time, have you became a bit of a, a minor celebrity in where at the moment everyone must be talking to you about the big game?
2: Well, I've been, Mersey Rail, well, to be fair, to you know, have supported me throughout my football journey, really. I've been there now 28 years in various yeah. roles. Um, you know, real good company to work for. Yeah, you know, people are excited, you know, people are excited for, for, for myself, you know, you know, it's, you know, I've been in football a long time and in different roles with different football clubs. Um, but yeah this you know from a game from a single game perspective you know this is obviously the pinnacle for me to you know to be able to come up against Jose Mourinho and, and obviously a fantastic Tottenham team.
0: And and just on that then how, how this week uh, how do you plan to to take on Jose Mourinho and, and Tottenham just what what's been the kind of how, how have you planned out your sessions and stuff in training this week? well you do due diligence
2: due diligence don't you you know yeah. um, you know we've done a lot of work on them got a lot of games them. we've had some you know some help off liverpool to be fair in terms of being able to get access to, to to the games you know we don't have those facilities but you know they've been very good to us to help us get access to them games yeah. um, so you know we we've looked at them we've looked at them in obviously in the europa league we've looked at them in the in the league cup the fa cup and in the premier league you know um and all you can do, as I've said before, you know, we have an, ideal, an idealist way of the game. That isn't going to happen. We've got to be pragmatic. We've got to be organised. I've got to set the lads up how I believe is going to give us best opportunity to negate Tottenham. Well, and, you know, Leeds haven't been able to do it in this last week. Brentford haven't been able to do it in the League Cup. So all I can do is prepare as best we can. And then all I know is when I put the lads out on that pitch, they will give absolutely everything that they've got. And that's all you can ask.
1: I suppose it must be difficult as well for you, Neil, in terms of you are talking there of planning, of planning for which Tottenham team you're going to face. You sort of alluded to Derby County through COVID might have to put out their under-23s and 18s, but Tottenham Hotspur sort of have an array of the World Cup winning captain in goal in Hugo Lloris, England captain Harry Kane at the top end of the pitch, or pretty much a full shadow squad in which they could also put out.
2: Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at it. You know, you look at the subs on... um, on what was it Tuesday night? Tuesday night against Brentford. Yeah. Uh, Oud Lamella, you know, you got La Celso, Nautanga, um, you know, Roden, I don't even think was on the bench, Delhi Alley. So, you know, and what, one thing you know with, with 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 Jose, he takes every cup competition seriously, you know, where where you might expect in maybe in other clubs you'll come up against a number of twenty-threes. If you look through his squad, apart from I think it's Skip, I don't think they've, um, I don't think there's many 23s He's even got in the in the squad in Europa League games. So I won't be expecting many of them on Sunday. I do think they'll be very strong, um, and and uh, you know, and from a from a TV spectacle, I'm, I'm sure that's what everybody would like. Maybe not, maybe not me like, but I'm sure from the TV. <laughs> the Royal
1: Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSC. And, and looking look at your, your own ranks, Neil, it, it must be a... I was having a little flick through the, uh, the history books earlier and, and one of Dave Raven's only competitive appearances for Liverpool came against Spurs in the League Cup. A, a, a big night for him and, you know, for the man who, who scored that, what I'm sure will be a, a, a famous marine goal against Haven, Niall Cummins. There's, there's so many nice stories, isn't there, for, for Marine at the moment to kind of, you know, for those lads to, to have this chance to to take on Premier League opposition for what could be the, the, the final time in, in their sporting careers? Well, if you look at
2: it, you know, the FA Cup, me growing up, um, you know, and I'm sure Raybo and, and Niall, um, you, you know, the FA Cup is always all about fairy tale stories, and this yeah. is... this is one of them fairy tale stories where, you know, a tier eight team who comes, you know, through nearly goes out in the prelim round um, you know, gets momentum, goes through seven, seven rounds of football and then draws at the time the Premier League leaders, you know, out the hat. And, you know, a manager who is probably one of the best managers that's ever managed in the game, a number of captains from various countries, world class players, World Cup winners. You know, so it, it it is fairy tale stuff. You know, and we we want to enjoy it, but also we want to make sure that we put a spectacle on. You know, for the people that are watching, in terms of what we're about, not just in in terms of the game, but you know, we want people to go away from Marine, um, thinking, you know, what a what a good club that was,
0: and is, and and that will be part of the occasion. I think one of one of the nicest kind of parts of the last seven days or so has been seeing you know, the likes of Jamie Carragher, Budweiser, you know, a, a lot of companies coming in to, to help sponsor the occasion and, and to, you know, dr- drive up that, you know, revenue from the day that has otherwise been lost by supporters, you know, not being able to to come to the game. What what do you think it means for Marines? You know, a, a lot of media focus and uh, the spectacle, of course, is on the game itself, but Looking past that, what, what does it mean for the future of Marine? You know, as someone who's just signed a new long-term contract with the club, hopefully, the, the money you make from, from this is 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 going to go a long way, isn't it, to get Marine back to where you want them to be in you know in the football and pyramid. Yeah, well, anyone who knows me
2: knows I wouldn't have signed a long-term contract if I didn't think it you know it, it, it was right for the football club and for myself. Yeah, you know, we you know we've done a lot of work behind the scenes over the period of time now. From a structural perspective, you know, we've got a strategic plan going forward. The club's confirmed that, that what, what I was asking and what, what, where we're looking to go um, is where they want to go. So we're all singing off the same hymn sheet. The media attention, yeah, if I'm honest, you know, it's 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 hard. It's hard, you know, because there's, there's so much attention you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Um, and I think the club themselves have been taken aback about the amount of Of media attention, but as I've said, you know, it's a week or it's two weeks, whatever it is. You know, we have to embrace it. It ups the profile of our football club. It shows our football club off, not only locally, but but you know, not even just you know, domestically in the world. So it's important that we do things right. It's important that we cover as much uh, media attention as we possibly can. And as you as you say, you know, financially, it's a massive help for the football club. Very difficult times. And it's been well-supported, you know, through various sponsors. You know, we've mentioned Jamie Carrick, Budweiser. But, you know, you've also got the virtual tickets, which has been so well-supported by the football community. And in particular, you know, Tottenham Hotspur and, the, yeah. and their supporters.
1: Neil, just just sort of on that and, and everything the club's done off the pitch, I know at your level as manager, it's about a lot more than just being the guy who puts the cones out and takes the team. You'll be involved right from the top, right down to the bottom of the, the running of the club. How proud have you been yeah. of the initiative that you guys have shown in terms of doing the virtual ticketing, in, in terms of advertising this game and, and putting it on for an international audience? Because we know, obviously, this would have been the dream of a lifetime for you guys to have your fans there. COVID's meant that's not possible, yet you guys have shown such brilliant initiative to come up with different ways of publicising this.
2: I think it goes back to the point that I was just talking about really there and the fact that you know I think if you look that this is our new way of working, you know obviously we don't get Tottenham around the corner all the time, but strategically the club are moving forward. there's a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to see how we can do things best. Part of my contract is that you know i I look after virtually everything on the football side you know and uh, and they have the autonomy over that football. you know that, that the football area, and the club, the directors, the committee, and the volunteers. You know, working so hard behind the scenes, as you say, to come up with the initiatives that we have. And you have to, you know, when you draw a game like Tottenham in a normal world um, without the pandemic, you know, you, you, you're talking, you know, revenue-wise, a lot of money. You know, and this, this game ain't going to come round. It hasn't come round in 126 years. But who <laughs> says it's going to come round again? You know, so you have to try and maximise those opportunities when you can. You know, particularly when you're Marine in the eighth tier where, you know, we, we do fundraising events every year to try and raise something. So every five years we can we can make some sort of improvements to the ground. You know, we've got a massive community, you know, following and they do so much work in the community. So all these things are important. And when we get it, you know, when we've played seven games and we've I think we've earned the right to maximise wherever we can revenues for, you know, for the for the club for this from this cup title.
0: And for for any Marine fans listening, Neil, I think I think we have to kind of touch on on them a little bit, don't we? In terms of you know, every Marine supporter I think I've ever met is just totally fanatical about the club. You know, they, they love it and and they love watching the lads and and you know the relationships they can form with the players after after the games. You know, whether it's having a drink with them or you know the, the people waiting outside the the ground after the having game to get pictures and and give the lads a clap and stuff, which is which is just amazing. What, what, what's your message to, to them? Obviously, with them not being able to be present, And I don't know, they'll be in the gardens watching or watching it on on the telly, but I, I, I imagine you have a really strong bond with a, a lot of the fans as well, and I and, and must be equally gutted that, that they won't be there to, to see the lads.
2: Yeah, we talking about my new, new contract before, and, and the fan base was part of that, you know, part yeah. of why I agreed to that, and the fact that, it's, you know, we... I was amazed. Obviously, we've got a core, hardcore of of supporters, but we all, we're also a lot of people's, you know, second favorite team if Liverpool or Everton aren't playing. Even Tranmere, in some cases, yeah. People down to marine. Um, the most gutting thing is, and I think it's you know it's well documented from yourself and the players that our biggest disappointment here is that we can't have fans in to see this game. You know, and some of these supporters who have supported the club for you know ten, twenty, thirty, forty years in some cases don't have the opportunity, you know, to come to Marine and see Tottenham Hotspur live and Jose Mourinho um, live. Um, And that's been the biggest disappointment. No fans at Chester, no fans at Colchester, no fans against Havens. It's it's really disappointing. Um, But the good thing is, you know, we have been selected as the main game on BBC TV, which does give our supporters... You know the the opportunity to watch the game live. I know it's 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 only second fiddle and to, to actually watching it in the ground. Um, and as I said, that's why we were so keen to keep the ground game, at Marine. And and as you know, up until probably two weeks ago, it, we we were, we were allowed to have five hundred in. Um, but this pandemic's not going away, and you know everyone's health and safety is is the main thing. Um, and hopefully, you know our supporters, I'm sure they will. You know will be getting right behind us and from their living rooms. Um, but all I can say is that we'll be giving our absolute best, um, like we have done throughout you know, the Cup campaign and, and the league campaign. And hopefully, you know, we'll make them proud.
0: And, and you've touched on, on them a little bit earlier in, in the interview, but you, you talk about the volunteers. And, and I think sometimes maybe pe- people who you know, do just follow Everton or Liverpool or Tramier or whoever it is sometimes don't have an idea of how much volunteers, you know, not just at Marine, but across non league how much of their lives they can kind of put into the club. And, and it hit me at the having game. I was lucky enough to be in there. And when I turned around, there was there was club officials, club volunteers, you know, crying their eyes out at what your team has achieved. Can you kind of put into perspective for listeners what some people give to the club, what some people have given to Marine over these last few weeks, you know, purely out of the, the goodness of the heart and, and purely in the spare time that, that they can offer?
2: It's, it's it's volunteers throughout non-league, you know. People don't realise what part they play. Obviously, yeah. my previous one of my previous roles was at a Chester Football Club, which was a fan-owned club, and, and volunteers, and that's where they hit home to me more than anywhere. That how much um football clubs mean to, to volunteers, mean to supporters, mean to communities, you know, and, and, and to see that first hand at Chester and then come to Marine. And, and see a very similar scenario. I always say, people say to me, you know, I always say your club, because as, as a manager, you know, normally as a manager, you'll come in and you'll, go, you'll come and you'll go at some stage. You know, will it be two, three, five years, depending on where you're currently at. Um, but supporters and people, directors usually in non-league circles, have been there all their lives. Will that be 30 years? Will that be 40 years? And I've always said, you Know, I get the greatest satisfaction. Not uh, obviously, you, you'd enjoy winning football matches, you know, that's your job, but yeah, i get the greatest satisfaction in seeing what you just talked about there. You know, people crying with elation, feel people, you know, can't believe what's happening. I go down to the club yesterday and the FA Cup's there, and you yeah. know, all, all this media attention. And you know, to see the, the people's faces Paul Leary, you know, Dave Mack, um, Richard. All of all the all fans and, and commit committee members that have been doing this week in week out day in day out for you know, for, for no reward you know apart from watching their team and supporting the team um, this day is for, is for all them people you know it 's not just for the people who can be there on the day, obviously because there 's many volunteers that won 't be able to be there on the day, but of the, the lifeblood of, mo- of virtually every non league club in some way shape, or form. And this game is obviously it's for for all the Marines um, volunteers um, and supporters, but I think it's also for all non-league volunteers to say this is what can happen. This is this is this is achievable from anybody. You know, you got to have yeah. a little luck with the draw, etc. But this is achievable for everybody. And and I'm hoping, well I, well, I think so. You know, everyone will be right behind Marine from whatever club for that. You know, Sunday at five
0: o'clock. And. and- to, to go back to the game, then uh, you, you're going to come up against, as you've said yourself, one of the most l- legendary and successful football managers. Probably, probably will go down all time. Jose Mourinho. What, what are you expecting from him? And it's it's disappointing, isn't it? That in, in other times you couldn't, I don't know, have a have a drink in the office after the game or something like that. But what will it be like to, to pit, pit your wits against Jose? Well, from a personal
2: perspective, I've you know I've done a few interviews, and I always link myself back to when I started doing this. You know, probably twenty four years ago now. On the pitches of you know of Birkenhead on the bit in the Birkenhead Sunday League with with Queens Park, and then you know and then my journey started there. To, you know, from Putnam Vicks, Rail and Camel Edge, Colwyn Bay, Chester, Stockport, Altrincham. You know, to Halifax and to Marine. Um, yeah. But I always link back to to Queens Park, and if someone would have told me. You know, irrespective of, of, of what I've done in, in terms of winning competi- winning titles at Chester that i will be sharing a pitch in the third round of the FA Cup, you know, Mourinho, <laughs> you know, um, you would never have believed it, you know, and it's a very proud moment, you know, personally, you know, it's a very proud moment to, to do that. But again, I'm only I don't play, so I'm only as good as, as the as the players that go out there and perform. Um, you know, and I've got to put, take my hats off to these lads who've took on it. Information week in week out, game in game out, particularly in this FA Cup, running against you know some real tough opponents. Colchester away for me being the, you know, the proudest moment um, for me in my time at Marine because yeah. that is an unbelievable result, and you know, and that's give us all the opportunity, you know, of, of sharing the pitch with Tottenham and me to, to meet to meet Joe saying as you say you know, one of the decorated most decorated managers in the world. Um, and, and, and legendary status and rightly so so yeah we, we may not be able to share the drink but I'm sure he may, he may have a little bit of advice for us along the way
1: On that on that topic of advice and things Neil I was reading a, a background a, an interview you'd, you'd done previously dating back to your time when you were at Real and you were in the UEFA uh, Cup qualifying rounds and you came up against Roy Hodgson's Viking side I, I think it was at the yep. time and he passed a few words of wisdom on to you back then yeah, it was
2: you know it was part of the learning curve and, and, and you know a great opportunity. I was actually talking about this a manager, a young, another young manager, at another club yesterday actually, and I said I was afforded that opportunity to to play against to Vikings Stavanger and um, and actually Roy Hodgson gave us a lift uh, <laughs> in his car, believe it or not, into, into Stavanger um, after we went to watch the week before we played him in the UEFA Cup and just a genuine open nice guy, you know. But to be able to spend, I think it was probably about an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes in his in his company and listen to some of his stories, some of his advice as a young coach at that time, you know, that really made a mark on me. And and, and it's one of the memories that'll stick with me forever, as
0: will, as will Sunday. Well just to finish then, Neil, because we we are so grateful for you you giving up a, a slice of your time and, and as you're saying, it must be absolutely crazy the, the attention you talk about managers who will tell the players, you know, don't play the occasion, go and play the game. But is this one of those one in, as you're saying, 126-year chances where have you just got to say to the lads, you know, when when that referee buzzer goes on the weekend, go and play the occasion, go and enjoy it, go and have a good time because this might never come around again. Is it going to be that sort of team talk? I think it's a little bit of that. You know, we've got personal
2: pride as well. You know, we, you know, yeah. we, we want to make sure that you know that we we go out there and put and put a show on. What that show will look like against the the opposition, you know, can look in different ways. As long as we're organised, I know they'll give everything that they've got. If they perform like they have done in the other rounds of the competition, we'll be fine. You know, and yeah. you know we 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 might get beat, we might win, but we might get beat four five nil. But at the end of the day, if they put that effort in and that work ethic. You know, we'll we will surprise a few people, and you know, hopefully, you know, people will see what why we are in the third round of the FA Cup.
0: Well, Neil, let's hope for the, uh, for, for, the for the biggest result of them all. We're we're, we're all behind you for the
1: for a marine win. Thank you so much for uh, for your time. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Neil Young there speaking with us here, looking ahead to Marine versus Tottenham Hotspur. And Sam, I think he he sums it up brilliantly there at the end by sort of talking about the occasion and how much it will mean. A few hundred might not be there, but there'll be thousands and more back at home watching on the TV and giving all of their support to Marine. Yeah, that's, that's it, isn't
0: it? I'm just hoping now that I think Neil summed it up at the end and there you know didn't he that this isn't just a, an exercise for them to go out and go away they say yeah, come in lads you know your Premier League get your goals get your win get out Marina full of pride full of determination no FA Cup tie has ever been played like this as Neil's pointed out they haven't played a league game since Boxing Day you know what I mean That's it's, 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 it's going to be tough for them they're not playing regular football they hadn't been playing regular football even before that um, so there's a lot that is going against them, but they're organised, they're talented, there's some good young players who I've got no doubt will not spend their entire football career um, in in the eighth tier. Uh, You know, whether that's with Marine or someone else, because, you know, as we mentioned in that podcast, Neil signed a contract until 2024 now, you know, and he's looking to take Marine back up the, the pyramid. So hopefully all those Marine fans, anyone listening, you know, get behind the lads as you can. Uh, and and I promise that if I'm if I'm
1: there on Sunday and, and Marine score, I'll I'll try and celebrate uh, celebrate properly for you. Yeah, brilliant stuff. It is of course live on BBC One. Build up from 4:30. Kick off is 5 o'clock on Sunday night. Stick with Sam as well for coverage across the Echo. He will be there watching the action. Marine welcoming. Tottenham Hotspur in the FA Cup third round thanks for joining us here for this podcast special my thanks goes to Sam Carroll and of course Marine Manager Neil Young for giving us such a brilliant insight and so much of his time ahead of what is a huge game but thanks for joining us here until next time it's bye for now you've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo